And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. Today, well, this is a bonus episode. Thank you, subscribers. Thank you so much, subscribers. Uh, I think this was maybe suggested by producer Abby. Yeah. We are uh, taking some personality tests Uh today. We're going to finally see, after after all these years, if we're compatible. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway... um, you know, we, we've both sort of done, I think, what a lot of people have done with Myers-Briggs, which is, like, mm-hmm. we've both, like, taken the, like, read the descriptions and then assigned ourselves a series of numbers. Uh, or letters, even. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I assigned myself a series of numbers. Uh, 898-0452. Give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. So anyway, um wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's fine. If a, if a subscriber wants to call me, if they need if they need me for something, I'm there for you. Oh god, I can't wait to see this show up in a bathroom somewhere like oh, yeah. for for a dumb podcast <laughs> call. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so Matthew, I, I believe that today we're going to be taking the five love languages personality test. Oh, yeah, let's start here. Um, this is the secret to love that lasts. Mm-hmm. Oh, take it when you are relaxed and try not to rush through it. Well, okay, I mean, we God. can do one. I'm pretty relaxed and we're going to rush through it. This is for couples. This is perfect for us. I know. Okay, Matthew, number one, it's more meaningful to me when... A, I receive a loving note text email for no special reason from my loved one. E, my partner and I hug. I'm going to say hug. Yeah, some of these are not going to be easy. I'm going to go with the text email one. Okay. Uh, Number two, it's more meaningful to me when uh, I can spend time alone with my partner, just the two of us, or my partner does something practical to help me out. I'm going time alone, just the two of us. I'm not actually clear whether I'm talking about you or my actual partner. (laughs) I but think, whatever. Okay, great. It doesn't matter. Okay, it's more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a little gift as a token of our love. Or <laughs> I get to, token, I get to spend it. uninterrupted leisure time with my partner. Oh, I'm a leisure time me person. Me too. I don't, I don't give a whatever about gifts. When my partner unexpectedly does something for me, I just knocked over a cup full of corn holders. Uh, when my partner unexpectedly does something for me, like filling my car or doing the laundry... Filling my car with gas, I guess, but it just is filling my filling car my with God. clowns. With garbage. <laughs> uh, That's kind of what Brandon used to do. He'd just uh, fill my car uh-huh. with garbage. Am I saying too much? Uh, my Or my partner and I touch. Oh, I kind of love it. I, I'm a big, um, uh, I, I really like acts of service. Okay, I'm going. Okay, it's more meaningful to me touch. when my partner puts his or her arm around me when we're in public or when my partner surprises me with a gift. I kind of don't care go, about either of these I things. I don't care about either, but I'm going to go with the arm. I'm going to go with the arm also. I, I, it's meaningful to me and my, my partner. My, it's going to turn out my love language is arm. <laughs> <laughs> it's more meaningful to me when I'm around my partner, even if we're not really doing anything, or I hold hands with my partner. I think around for me. God, I don't know. I'm going to go with hold hands. I feel very okay. inconsistent here. It's more meaningful to me when my partner gives me a gift or I hear I love you from my partner. Um, I'm going to go I love you. I'm going to go with I love you too. <laughs> uh, it's more meaningful you know, that when I sit close to my partner or I am complimented by my loved one for no apparent reason. Are the partner and the loved one the same person or different people? <laughs> different. Um, I'm going to go with complimented. I'm going to go with complimented. It's more meaningful to me when I get the chance to just hang out with my partner or I unexpectedly get... Haven't we done this one already? Uh, this is I unexpectedly the same shit over and over. Get, get small gifts from... 
I, like, I feel like they're really pushing this gift thing. Like at the end, they're going to try and sell us <laughs> like, <laughs> like a tennis bracelet. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's more meaningful to me when I hear my partner tell me I'm proud of you or my partner helps me with a task, which I first read as a steak. <laughs> partner helps me grill that steak <laughs> or like helps me steak a vampire. Uh, I want my partner to help me with a task. Me too. It's more meaningful to me when I get to do things with my partner. God, these are the same questions over and over. I get and to it's, do. This is a two-sided quiz. There's many more of these. I get to this do things with my partner. I hear hours. supportive words from my partner. Uh, I'm going to say get to do things. I'm big on the time. I'm going to do things. It's more meaningful to me when my partner does nice things for me instead of just talking about nice things. Or I feel connected to my partner through a hug. I'm going with a hug. God, I'm going for doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, When I hear praise from my partner or my partner gives me something that shows he, she was really thinking about me. Uh, praise. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, praise. Okay. Uh, it's more meaningful to me when I'm able to just be around my partner or I get a back rub or massage from oh, my partner. Oh, God, I love back rubs. I don't actually care about back rubs. God, I have totally go... realized that I'm the person in the relationship who always wants the back rub and never wants to return it. Mm. I mean, I think that's fine as long as the other person has I, compatible views on that. I, I think that... She's okay with like giving more than receiving, mm-hmm. but I think that I should give Ash more back rubs. Okay, well, uh, listeners, you heard subscribers, it here first. hold Molly to this somehow. Okay, it's more meaningful to me when my partner reacts positively to something I've accomplished, or my partner does something for me that I know they don't particularly enjoy. Mm, definitely, the the p- reacts positively for me. Yeah, I think th- I guess so. Next one, when my partner and I kiss frequently or I sense my partner is showing interest in the things I care about. I'm going to go in showing interest. I'm going to go with kiss frequently. Oh, my God. It goes on. I know. There's 30 questions. Okay, we're, wait, half, we're halfway there. Wait a minute. It, okay. I, I should say for the listener, these all begin with it's more meaningful to me yeah. when. Okay. So we're going to leave that part yeah. out. 17, my partner works on special projects with me that I have to complete, or my partner gives me an exciting gift. Wait, the first one makes it sound like your partner like helps you get started on the project, and then like you have to complete it. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Uh, I'm going to go with, with that. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm complimented by my partner on my appearance, or my partner takes the time to listen and understand my feelings. Understand my feelings. Yeah, that always feels good. Okay, uh, my partner and I share non-sexual touch in public, like like when <laughs> or, we like when we n- yeah. like a nuzzle, uh, like or, a nuzzle, yeah. Or what else would be a non-sexual touch? Like slapping each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you like a patty cake. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Susie fell uh, upon it like that. Like, oh yeah, it's like romantic patty cake. What did she fall upon? Use your imagination. Um, or my partner offers, offers to run errands for me. I'm going to go with non-sexual touch. Yeah, uh, yeah. Because I love doing, like, that, clapping, that, clapping games. Yeah, me too. Partner. Slap, clapping games, slapping games. Okay. My partner does a bit more than his or her normal share of the responsibilities around the house or work. Or I get a gift that I know my partner put thought into choosing. No. Kinda I kind of don't care about either of these, but I'm going to go with the, the share of the responsibilities. Me too. Uh, my partner doesn't check his or her phone while we're talking. Uh, my partner goes out of their way to do something that relieves pressure oh. on me, such oh. as an anvil has fallen on me. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm trapped under a car and they get use their like super strength <laughs> to lift it off. To remove the pressure. Uh, um, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with the phone thing. Oh, I'm going to go with the pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 
I can look forward to a holiday because of a gift I anticipate receiving, or I hear the words, I appreciate you from my partner. The way that's phrased... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to really appreciate, but it, it sounds like you're hearing the words, but they didn't necessarily <laughs> say them, which is a much more serious problem than not understanding <laughs> each other's love languages. Okay. Um, my partner brings me a little gift after he, she has been traveling without me. My partner takes care of something I'm responsible to do, but I feel too stressed to do at the time. I'm going to go with the second one. I kind of like the traveling gift. I know I've been avoiding the gift so far, but I'm going with that one. Okay. Uh, my partner doesn't interrupt me while I'm talking or gift giving is an important so I was part think- of it. Wait a minute. This isn't a real sentence. It's more meaningful to me when <laughs> gift giving is an important part of our relationship. <laughs> Who wrote this thing? Uh, oh, that, that would be, um, uh, Johnny love language. Um, <laughs> I don't know. The name of the author isn't on here. So, and uh, from reading one of his books, G- I Gary get the Chapman. Fe- I get the feeling he's a real dick. So, <laughs> I guess doesn't interrupt while I'm talking. My partner never does that. Your turn. I, pr- I probably do. My partner helps me out when he she knows I'm already tired. Uh, I get to go somewhere while spending time with my partner. Oh, definitely get to go somewhere. I'm gonna go with helps me out. Okay. My partner and I are physically intimate, or my partner gives me a little gift that he or she picked up in the course of their normal day. I'm going like to go physically intimate. Patty, patty cake? Yeah. Okay. Me, I'm going physically intimate also. Um, my partner says something encouraging to me. I get to spend time in a shared activity or hobby with my partner. I'm going uh, hobby. I'm going to go hobby, too. Mm-hmm. Um, my partner surprises me with a small token of their appreciation, or my partner and I touch a lot during the normal course of the day. I'm going to go with touch a lot. Touch a lot. That's what they call me Sir Touch a lot. I can see that one coming from a mile away. Um, my partner helps me out, especially if I know they're already busy. I hear my partner specifically tell me, God, I appreciate didn't we you. answer this one verbatim? Um, yeah, I think I think listeners probably feel like they have like fallen into some sort of purgatory. <laughs> Where we just keep asking the same like, question over and over again. Right. Is uh, this Groundhog Day? Is that what's happening? It's Groundhog Day. We've, got, okay. we've been groundhogged. Um, I'm going to go with... I appreciate you. I appreciate you, yeah. I'm going to go with, I don't want to be asked this question again. Uh Last one. My partner and I embrace after we've been apart for a while. I hear my partner say how much I mean to them. I'm going to go with the second one. Um, I'm going to go with the embrace. Okay, so now we total up how many of each letter we circled and figure out and find out what is our primary love language. Okay. Okay, Matthew, what are your numbers? All right, uh, my number one love language. Okay, so the five love languages, we should go through what they are for I, people who I, aren't familiar. Wow, hold on. I already, I I had guessed what I would get, and, and I was right. Yeah, me too. It's Great. pretty obvious. Okay, so the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So wait, we should say that love languages are like how you experience love. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Matthew, uh, what what did you what what are your primary love languages? I experience love most often like as a rash. <laughs> I get hives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine are quality time at eleven and physical touch nine, which is exactly what I would have predicted. Wow, yours were I, I was sort of much more all over the board. Oh yeah, um, I. I scored eight for both quality time and acts of service. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're love bilingual, according to this quiz. Yes. 
And I scored seven for words of affirmation and six for physical touch. Wow. And zero for gifts. I got one for gifts. Yeah, I just Um, don't care about gifts. Well, then I'm going to return that tennis bracelet I got you. Anyway, so quality time and acts of service. But God, it's all pretty even for me. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like. Except physical touch really does feel a little lower to me. I thought that was going to be number one for me, but it was actually number two, but a close second. Um, I'm sorry. Again, what was your number one? Quality time? Quality time. Matthew, we're compatible. Oh, I mean, um, we do spend a lot of time together. We do. <laughs> yeah. uh, wow, Matthew, this was really great. Um, there's a there's a great podcast called By the Book, um, where it's hosted by two comedians who um, every two weeks they uh, they pick a self help book and they try to live by all of its advice for two weeks and then talk about it on the show. Yeah. Uh, and they, they did this one, and um, one, of, uh, one of the hosts, she interviewed her husband um, about his love languages and determined that his uh, number one was physical touch. And uh, in the interview, she like played the interview with her husband, and she said, like, you would pretty much like to have your hands on my body at all times, right? And he says, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that, that's how I feel. God, that's so interesting. I want to know what that's like. I don't know. That's so interesting. It's uh, yeah, it's not not who I am. But I'm it's like, okay. I'm like I'll just stay over here, except for certain times, like 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 a four forty five p.m. Yeah, like tea time. Tea time. Yeah, tea time. We can join hands and play patty cake. And and pull like our our fingers will touch as we as we pull little sandwiches off of this tray. <laughs> Okay, should we do should we do the Enneagram next? Yeah, let's now this one has a jillion questions, and I don't want to go through all of them on the show. So, I, I, okay. Well, I don't know. Am I wrong? Do we want to? Uh, I mean, spoiler: we both have recently taken this. Yeah. So maybe I mean the the questions are pretty boring. It's like you know I want to win the approval of those in authority. Sometimes even when I don't really like them, I'm should, too strict with myself and others. Should we read our our Enneagram? Types? Yeah. Let's just do that. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I took one of those really like dumb, free, like fast and easy Enneagram tests online. I've never done that. I know some of you listeners are really into this and you guys are going to tell us that it's not real unless we've done like the legit Mm -hmm. Enneagram Institute. Yeah. I'd never heard of this until producer Abby mentioned it to me. Producer Abby is super into this. Um, it's, this is very trendy. Um, I am an Enneagram four, which basically makes me sound like the worst human being. On Let's Earth. hear it. Okay. I am the individualist, the sensitive, introspective type, expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed and temperamental. Wow. You're terrible. Right. I am a monster. Okay. Hold on. But, but our love languages are so compatible. Fours are self-aware, sensitive and reserved. They are emotionally honest, creative, and personal, but can also be moody and self-conscious. Withholding themselves from others due to feeling vulnerable and defective, ding, ding, ding. They can also feel disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living. Um, I, I They totally typically get that. have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. Aww. At their best, inspired and highly creative, they are able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. Can I tell you... For better or for worse, this is me to a T. Wow. I mean, listeners, uh, uh, feeling vulnerable and defective, disdainful and exempt from ordinary ways of living, uh, melancholy, but also inspired and highly creative and able to renew themselves and transform their experiences. Have you ever heard anything more like me? No, it's, it's, it's 
pretty accurate. Right? Yeah. It's kind of creepy. And yet, I don't know why I would care about this information. Like, it's I mean, like, it's like oh, stuff you already knew, right? It's stuff I already knew. I mean, I kind of always need to be, I need to like see myself reflected back to me or I kind of can't see myself. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of but, like they asked you a bunch of questions about yourself, and you answered them, and then they spit the answers back at you. Yeah, it's perfect. That's kind of what all of these things are, isn't it? But can I tell you who some of my fellow oh, please type do. fours are? Okay, Tchaikovsky. Oh, I, I got my ne- that my right away. My next book, The uh-huh. Nutcracker. Uh, let's see, Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get into right Your now. next book, Horror the Raven. novels, yes. Okay, Virginia Woolf. I'm about to get a room of my own. Oh, that's good. Look at me. It's about time. Uh, Anne Frank. Not going to make any jokes about Anne Frank. Nope, please don't. Nope. Uh, Let's see. Anne Rice. Yes, do make jokes about Anne Rice. Yes. Um, Um, You're going to get an interview with a vampire. uh, Rudolf Nureyev. (laughs) she wrote Interview with a Vampire, right? Yes. Okay, thank God. Um, There's some like, uh, okay, hold on. How about- I mean, you uh, like to go to dance church, and he probably went to some church and danced. Yeah, uh, Bob Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) That was literally the worst Bob Dylan impression (laughs) that's ever been done. I'm I'm so happy that I was able to be here for it. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's see. Stevie Nicks. Yay. Oh, yeah. Now, it's not that these people took the quiz, right? Prince. Yeah, I want to. I, I really want to know, like, how did these people get lumped into type four? And are any of them suing over it? <laughs> Sarah McLaughlin. Oh, oh man. We're I will I'm hitting up you. Lilith Fair. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, your love Lilith is better Fairs than ice cream. Have you started? Uh, Amy Winehouse. Mm. Oh, God. Uh, Jeremy Irons. Spooky. Sexy. Yeah. Wait, is that um, really what it says on the page? No. Okay. <laughs> And uh, let's see here. Magician Chris Angel. <laughs> oh, wow. You, can, and Johnny you have the power to Depp. mind freak. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it goes on and on and on. Matthew, tell me about yourself. Okay, so I'm a type one. It just says like I'm a cool guy who probably wears sunglasses and, and goes surfing. <laughs> um, and, and never makes mistakes. Go okay. on. <clears throat> uh, type one, the reformer. Uh, People of this type are essentially looking to make things better as they think nothing is ever quite good enough. This makes them perfectionists who desire to reform and improve, idealists who strive to make order out of the omnipresent chaos. This is absolutely true. Wait, wait, say that last sentence again? Uh, This makes makes them perfectionists who desire to reform and improve semicolon, idealists who strive to make order out of the omnipresent chaos. They don't strive to. Is this why you go to all those community meetings? (laughs) Of course. Like town halls and things? Uh Uh-huh. Wow, yeah, because I, I always look at you and I'm like, oh, God, Matthew, that, it's so awesome. He's going to, like, the pedestrian board meeting or whatever. But I but, feel like I don't go to enough of these things. Oh, wow, <laughs> you really are a, a, a whatever, a type one. The one's ability, inability to achieve the perfection they desire feeds their feelings of guilt for having fallen short and fuels their incipient anger against an imperfect world. This Whoa, Is, is this to- you? Oh, yeah. Really? Big time, yeah. Really? No, I feel like it's my responsibility to fix everything that's wrong with the world. And like, I'll, because I can never achieve that, like, I'll never be as good as I should be. Wow, that's so interesting. It, I find it really difficult to conceive of what it would be like to feel that way. Do you find it difficult to conceive of what it would be like to feel like me? No. No. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I guess I'm just truly defective. Um <clears throat> No, oh, no, no, I'm feeling vulnerable and defective again. No, no, I said I'm I feeling could self-indulgence understand. and self-pity. 
Um, okay. okay, wait. So let's see who are my. Um, wait, where did you find the list of people? Right underneath, like type four in brief or type one in brief in your case. It'll be the the okay. last uh, paragraph of that section. Okay, I think I might be on a different page. Are you on the Enneagram Institute? <laughs> no. Go to the Enneagram um, okay. Institute. I'm going to the Enneagram Institute. Pipe type one. Oh, can I tell you my basic fear? Oh, yeah, please do. That I have no identity or personal significance. This is absolutely 100% true for me. Oh, my, but I, I have that fear, too. My basic desire to find myself and my significance. Yeah. Yes. Uh, why I keep writing memoirs. Yeah. That makes sense. Right? Yeah, and I, I like want to make a dent in the world, like a bigger a bigger dent than is practical. I didn't realize we were going to get into like real talk on this episode. Oh, this is disappointing. Okay, um, give okay. us some examples. Uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, Matthew. Captain Sully Sullenberger. Is that the guy who, who saved the plane? It do, It is, and I'm guessing they made this determination of his type based purely on the fact that he saved a plane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, Confucius. Oh, wow. Uh, Prince Charles and Kate Middleton. Hey, did I tell you that Prince is a type four? Osama bin Laden. Oh. Um, George, but also George Harrison. Oh, that redeems uh-huh. it. Yeah, a lot of, there are a lot of really terrible people on my list. Wait, really? Yes. Who, who's on your list who's terrible? Um, okay, uh. Is, like, pretty it, much any dictator on your list? Kind of, yeah, like, um. Genocidal but, but also, dictators? But, but also, like, like, their, their opposites. So, like. Kim Ga- Jong-un. Gandhi. I don't, it, uh, not on the list, but maybe. Chef Thomas Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kevorkian. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's, it's all, it's all, like, um. It's kind of it's kind of all like people you don't want to listen have to of, listen to. I'm kind of fascinated by the fact that they put like some bad people on there. Yeah. Like Osama bin Laden. Like did they put Adolf Hitler on there? Uh no, I sort of feel like maybe they I don't know. Yeah, no, like, maybe he's on a different list. But like where do they draw the line? Like oh, we'll put Osama bin Laden on here, but we I don't can't know. put maybe, but maybe maybe Hitler is a different category. Oh, you know who else? I got Joan of Arc. Wow. Matthew, you have come from quite a lineage. Yes, these are my ancestors. These That's what this people. means, right? These yeah. are yeah. Yeah. Um when uh when I die, I'm gonna I'm gonna jam in heaven with Joan of Arc, <laughs> Bill Maher, and Wait, Bill Maher is one <laughs> of yeah, them? Um and Al Gore <laughs> and Maggie Smith. Hey, I, and Emma Thompson. I love Emma Thompson. There, somebody nice. I'm super psyched that I get to jam in heaven with Cher, Stevie <laughs> Nicks, and Annie Lennox, and Prince. Oh, and Alanis Morissette. Wait, okay. This, this, I'm all not... these people. Who decides that these are all type fours? I like someone with too much time on their hands. You know who else is on my list? Saturday Night Live's The Church Lady. <laughs> Not Dana Carvey, <laughs> the church lady. Oh, my God. Who makes these lists? Oh, no. It says methodical ones suddenly become moody and irrational at fours. That's what happened during the 420 episode. That is what happened during the 420 episode. Does it say, like, oh, combat- compatibility with other types? Let me look at uh, what I'm like in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. In relationship Oh, Enneagram ones and fours have an intense mutual interest to bring something good and beautiful into the world. That's like this a show. podcast. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Oh, 
Yeah, let's like look mixing, at the potential like trouble spots. It can be like mixing oil and water. Mm. They tend to separate quickly because they see things from opposite points of view. That's why this show has so much contentious stuff in it. I know. Um, we were always hearing from, from listeners saying, why do you and Molly fight so much? Oh my gosh, this is perfect. Ones can begin to see fours as hopelessly emotional, self-absorbed, and self-indulgent. While fours can begin to see ones as insufferably rigid, judgmental, and cold. That's me. The relationship can deteriorate into bitter frustration and end as the result of rancorous arguments. Oh, wow. Wow. The, the rancor in this room, a word <laughs> I don't think I've ever said out loud before, um, <laughs> except when I was talking about the Star Wars monster. Oh, we can read more about the stress arrow. Let's not. Let's move on to a different type of personality <laughs> test. Okay, great. Can we take the psychopath test? Yes. So I don't think there's really a psychopath test, but there's like a bunch of like someone made a website and called it psychopath test. So let's give this a try. Wait, what's this four tendencies thing? Uh, Oh, that's uh, it's Gretchen Rubin. We'll do that next. Okay. Okay. Psycho. It's kind of similar to the Enneagram thing, I think. Okay. So I am a a scientific two minute test for psychopathy. Yeah. Psychcentral.com. So I like, I like this because unlike most personality tests, it's extremely obvious which is the right answer and which is the wrong answer. (laughs) Okay. I am a 39 year old female. Mm -hmm. Hey, can I give a shout out to psychcentral.com for including other as a possible gender? Yeah. I like that. Okay. Question uh, one. Yep. Most would describe me as charming and nonchalant. I can turn my charm on and off like a faucet. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say this describes me somewhat. Yeah, I think it kind of does. Doesn't it? All right. So, I mean, if is anyone really going to be surprised if it turns out that Molly's a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question two. I do what I want when I want. The moment the impulse strikes me, regardless of what others want. That nope. is not me. Okay. <laughs> If something goes wrong or turns out badly, it's not my fault. No, nope. uh, That's, no, not me. I've gotten into legal or criminal trouble as an adult, not just a speeding or parking ticket. Not me. Nope. <laughs> uh, I am easily the best at what I do, bar none. Nobody could ever take my place on Spilled Milk Podcast. Yeah, I'm going to say this describes me somewhat. I, I'm going to go with that, too. Okay. I do whatever I feel like doing, and I don't care what others think, or even if it's illegal. Not me. Nope. <laughs> Okay, uh, number seven. Every person for themselves. I don't see the point in feeling sorry for other people and have no desire to help others. Not no. me. Okay, go on. Uh, I've gotten into legal or criminal trouble when I was a teenager, not just a speeding or parking ticket. No. Nope. I mean, one time you stole a carpenter's level, right? Uh, that was from Hallmark, and I wasn't even a teenager yet. Okay. I have no problem or concern in lying in order to get what I want. Not no. me. Live in the moment is what I say. The future will take care of itself, and learning from your past is pointless. Not me! Okay, I never feel remorse, shame, or guilt about something I've said or done. Not Not me. me. I don't see the point in taking on responsibilities of any kind. They just weigh you down. Not me. I'm going to say somewhat for this one. Wait, really? (laughs) Well, I mean, like... Responsibilities? You know, it's, it's that, like... I really feel like a sense of relief when there's like nothing on my plate, and then and then I feel guilty about that immediately afterwards. But like there, this but, but, this describes me to an extent. Okay, all right. I'm gonna score my psychopathy quiz. Me too. Oh a little God, nervous. I'm really scared. This website's oh, really slow. I scored a total of two. I am. N- I have no psychopathy. I also have no psychopathy. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. To, to have oh. strong psychopathic tendencies, you have to be uh, score 18 and up, and we both got two. <laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, common myth. While many people believe that psychopathy is more prevalent among CEOs and Wall Street bankers, this is a myth not supported by any research. Mm, is, it, uh, is it true that they're more likely to be dicks? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, wow, that was... That was telling. Um, but but again, I like how like it was so obvious. Like, don't don't say this one. But if I was a psychopath, wouldn't I know like how to choose the ones that made it clear that I was not a psychopath? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Okay. The four tendencies. Take the quiz here. So this is from the book The Four Tendencies by Gretchen Rubin, uh, and we're going to determine determine if we're an upholder, a questioner, an obliger, or a rebel. Do you want to take a guess, or do you um, know what you are? Oh, yeah. I want, I'm going to guess you're an obliger. I was about to guess that, too. Um, what do you think I'm going to be? <sighs> I mean, note the leather jacket. And... Well, I w I'm really torn between an upholder and a questioner, and they're very different. Yeah, I actually don't know. I don't know either. Okay, I was great. Hoping, I was hoping you were going to say rebel, even though I'm sure it's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Consider the following scenarios. Obviously, you might not find yourself in these situations, oh, and sure you might not react exactly as suggested. Choose the answer that sounds like the kind of thing you'd most likely say, do, or think. Okay. That seems generally true for you. Okay. Have you kept a New Year's resolution where you weren't accountable to anyone? A resolution like drinking more water or keeping a journal? I'm going to say, yes, uh, I have successfully done that. Sure, I, sure, I'm good at keeping New Year's resolutions. But that's partly by like not making ones that I know I won't keep. I don't make New Year's resolutions. Okay. But it's not, it's not any of these things. Well, you're going to have to pick one. <laughs> so it's either, no, I hate to bind myself in any way, or I've had trouble with that kind of resolution, so I'm not inclined to make one. Be honest. When I'm only helping myself, I often struggle. No. Okay, I'm going to go with, sure, I'm good at keeping New Year's resolutions, even ones no one knows about but me. Because I'm good at making decisions okay. that affect no one but me, and I I'm good at sticking that. with them. <clears throat> Which statement best describes your view about your commitments to yourself? I make a commitment to myself only if I'm convinced that it really makes good sense to do it. <clears throat> I bind myself as little as possible. I, I take, take my commitments to myself as seriously as my commitments to other people if someone else is holding me accountable i'll meet them but if no one else knows except me i struggle i'm gonna go with i take my commitments to myself as seriously as my commitments to other people and i'm gonna say i make a commitment to myself only if i'm convinced it really makes good sense to do it i don't really understand how that's different from the, like yeah. inconsistent with the thing you said but whatever this is very scientific Question three. At times we feel frustrated by ourselves. Mm, not me. Are you most likely to feel frustrated because I can take time for other people, but I can't take time for myself? As soon as someone expects me to do something, I don't want to do it. I can't take a break from my usual habits or violate the rules even when I want to. Or my constant need for more information exhausts me. Uh, I'm going to say uh, my constant need for more information exhausts me. Really? That's yes. so interesting. Wow. Um, I'm going to go with, I can take time for other people, but I can't take time for myself. Okay. When you formed a healthy habit in the past, what helped you stick to it? Uh, doing a lot of research and customization about why and how I might keep that habit. Usually I don't choose to bind myself in advance to a particular course of action. I'm pretty good at sticking to habits even when no one else cares. I could stick to a good habit only when I was answerable to someone else. I'm going with, I'm pretty good at sticking to habits even when no one else cares. I think I am going to go with that too. If people complain about your behavior, 
You'd be least surprised to hear them say either you stick to your good habits, ones that only matter to you, even when it's inconvenient for someone else, or you only do what you want to do when you want to do it, or you're good at taking the time when others ask you to do something, but you're not good at taking time for yourself, or you ask too many questions. Oh, definitely. You stick to your good habits. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'd be least surprised. You stick to your good habits, ones that matter only to you, even when it's inconvenient for someone else. I am really torn between, I feel like I'm sort of halfway between that and you're good at taking the time when others ask you to do something, but you're not good at taking time for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. Okay. Go ahead. Which description suits you best? Disciplined, sometimes even when it doesn't make sense. Asks necessary questions or refuses to be bossed by others or puts others first. Hmm. Hmm. God. This is tough. Um, I think I'm going to say asks necessary questions. I mean, I think I think they're necessary questions, but I hold on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do process of elimination. Uh-huh. I would not say disciplined, even when it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I would not say refuses to be bossed by others. I would not say. Always. No, you love being bossed by others. I'm going to then by should by process of elimination, I should go with ask necessary questions. Sure. I mean, you you do tend to ask me a lot of questions during the show. Oh, great. Yeah. OK, for each statement. Oh, God. Should we just do this silently and yeah, move on? Great. Sure. Putting in a fake email address. OK, I've got my result, but I'm not going to tell you till you're till you've got yours. Molly's thinking very hard about some of these questions. <laughs> I know I'm done now. And oh, OK, I, I'm fascinated by this. So what did um, you get? Hold on just a second. So, okay. Uh, I'm an upholder. I'm also an upholder. And this upholder actually, club. This actually makes sense to me. Uh-huh. Uh, so the, the short version is an upholder meets outer expectations and meets inner expectations. Mm-hmm. So we're the best kind probably, right? Oh, I wanted to be a rebel so bad. Upholders respond readily to both inner and outer expectations. They meet deadlines and keep New Year's resolutions without much struggle or supervision. They take great satisfaction in moving smoothly through their daily schedule and their daily to-do list. They meet others' expectations and their expectations for themselves. They may feel uneasy when expectations aren't Mm -hmm. clear, when they're worried that they're breaking the rules, or when they feel overwhelmed by expectations they seek to meet. Have I told you about... Times when I ha- have gone hiking with someone who wanted to go off the path, and I'm like, maybe this is why I don't like hiking because I'm afraid someone's going to go off the path and it's going to get ugly. Yeah. Uh, wow, interesting. So, what am I supposed to do with this now? Um, buy the book, obviously. Great. Learn um, how to manage yourself and other people better. Hmm. Huh. I mean, I feel pretty okay about being an upholder. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i glad they didn't give a list of other people who fit the category because it, it's going to be like, you know, congratulations, you're an upholder along with like Osama bin Laden and Harvey Weinstein. And, um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I think we can just like pat ourselves on the back and keep on upholding on. Wow, Matthew. So what have we learned? Um, oh, it's our it's our favorite. It's our favorite segment, segment that we've never missed since episode one. <laughs> what have we learned? Um, mm-hmm. So we've learned that we're very good at concealing the fact that we're psychopaths. Yes, it, it, we conceal it even from ourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, I want to make my own version of the psychopath test. That's that's like um, uh, true, true or false. Like it's okay to commit a few murders. We, um, 
now hold on. Wait, wait. I, I just had a thought. So you know how our Enneagram types are like supposed to have like conflict and lots of rancor mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. Well, I feel like the fact that we're both upholders and we're we're into meeting outer expectations, uh-huh. like like means that we don't argue as much as as we probably would otherwise. I think that's probably true. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I don't really want to argue with you because I, I want you to like like me. And yeah, I want you here. to think that I'm a good co-host. Yeah. Do you like me? I Yeah, and you, you are really, a good co-host. Do you really, really, really like me? <laughs> yes. I mean, if I could replace you with Sally Field, would I? <laughs> probably. <laughs> Except, oh my gosh. Did you watch that show that she was in for a while where she was like the, the mother of a family... She was a widow. She had grown children. It took place in Ojai. Nope. Oh, my God. What was this show called? She was her character was insufferable in that. But she was uh, a real worry wart. But was it was she playing herself or was no, was she was she, playing a character. She was acting. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure Sally Field is an absolute delight. Mm-hmm. I mean, she seems like it. I think Sally she, I, Field, I really like I you. I think she's good on Twitter. She is? I think so. Oh, good. Okay. I feel like I've seen her recently saying some good stuff. Good. Good. So, uh, so Matthew, um, I think that we should work hard to introduce more conflict into the show. Oh, more rancor. More rancor. Is that even how, is how it rancor or rancor? I feel like we're talking rancor. about Falcor all the time. We are. Rancor. I mean, it's Falcor. true that we do talk about Falcor all the time and how you thought Did I tell you that, was, I, that I made Ash was, oh, watch it recently? Watch, watch. Oh, <laughs> the never <wait>. story? <laughs> I just realized that Falcor is the luck dragon. I thought we were talking about Falco. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely was like, yeah, we always talk about Rock Me Amadeus and how you thought it was Fuck Me Amadeus. <laughs> okay. All so, right. yeah. Uh, this has been another... Another bonus episode. Yeah, we want to know what's your type. What's your sign, listener? Yeah, I mean, and, and like, who are you going to be jamming with in the afterlife? Right. Did you... Was any of this unexpected to you, except for the fact that Molly claims she's not a psychopath? <laughs> <laughs> um oh. so yeah what what skeletons literal skeletons are in your literal closet yeah um how many so, murders have you committed mm-hmm. if it's if it's more than zero and what's you're your love getting language? a special visit. did you clean the bones and give them to your loved ones oh god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks for subscribing please don't unsubscribe because of the things molly said <laughs> she'll be replaced by sally field by next week don't worry <laughs> okay but i mean but not that i'm gonna murder molly or anything (laughs) oh god just keep digging dig 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 dig. not that i'm digging a hole or anything (laughs) anyway thank you very much for being a subscriber we really appreciate it we love doing the show for you and we'll be back with another bonus episode in a few months i'm molly weisenberg and i'm matthew amsterberg Puts others first? No, I don't.